Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, the collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Adam. I'm Todd. And I'm Jared. Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today, we have a story by me, Adam, with a final chapter of a story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week because we're always writing more comedy stories and you're social media interaction keeps us going. Without further ado, here we go. This week, I have been getting far too into Magic the Gathering, and I went ahead and bought a whole bunch of cards. <laughs> no. uh, I bought that's, one real shit card funny. called uh, <laughs> yeah. Goblin Game, which I'm ready to piss off all my friends with. Oh, God. Nice. We didn't buy specific Todd, uh, cards, but Todd and I bought packs from the D&D set they just came out with, Baldur's oh, yeah. Gate. There. Oh my god. I'm we so bought, <laughs> bought oh, those yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to make a Minskin Boo it's, deck. Uh, uh, I actually, I don't remember what color Minsk was. I would assume he would either be mountain or forest. He's three-colored. Was it mountain, forest, and plains? Because he's a good guy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. they had, like, Saravok like was, was black, light. swamp, you know. And that was obvious, but... Yeah, I remember now they had a lot of uh, hero characters that were... Multicolored. Boo yeah. is all red, by the way. The hamster is all red. I I, I don't know. Do Minsk and Boo and Saravok and all the other characters that I know from just playing the Baldur's Gate video game, are they in any other kind of literature or or guidebooks? They gotta be in like, some kind of novels. I'm sure they are at this point. Okay. Like, Baldur's Gate was a pretty big game at the time. Yeah, and but that of course was also based... I was also based in, yeah, uh, yeah. in the universe already, so I I don't know which mm-hmm. game first. Oh I, yeah, I don't know which game first either. Yeah. Uh, but leave so. a leave a like, comment, subscribe, or a review, whatever <laughs> we're doing now. It says uh, which came first, if you know. <laughs> that was exceedingly natural. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I could look it up. Yeah, there is Google. But, but uh, it's good to know that Minsk and Boo stand ready for a red deck. Oh, yo, I've been getting into Commander. Commander is so much fun. That's what we're going to have to try. This, um... Yeah, we were trying to figure yeah. that out. Cause There's a way to do we... it. We can just play with um. It seems like, like webcam. Baldur's... Yeah. It seems like Baldur's Gate is very much tuned towards that game mode in particular. An awful lot of cards target more than one player or talk about having other players. Yeah. Yeah. And the heroes thing. Goblin game. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Goblin game, basically you're playing magic and then you stop playing magic and the card says everybody hide some items (laughs) and then we have to like guess how many items (laughs) everyone's hiding and whoever hid the most items, like everyone loses that amount of health and then the person who hid the least items loses half their health. 
That is it's a fun little it, diversion. I've got cards like that, or I used to. Tomo threw them all out, but I've got <laughs> cards like that that were like just pick a random number, and then <laughs> yeah, you pick a ran- you both pick a random number. Whoever picks the higher number uh, loses that much health, but you know gets something. So oh yeah, no, yeah. I fucking love that card too. You get to yeah. steal somebody's card. It, yeah, it sounds like. Your annoying version of that is the same thing, except you have to get people up out of their chairs to go hide things or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to make all these neckbeards get up out of their chairs and sweat while they try to fiddle around and find items to hide. (laughs) (laughs) My desk is covered in crap, so I would have no issue with that. Just Just rake some of it in your hand. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, speaking of raking shit into your hands, um, Eddie's hands are going to be full of stuff this week. Ooh. Um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, several times, in fact. I hope it's um, nice. sex organs. Yeah. Oh, that's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> they can be if you want them to, I suppose. <laughs> He's a vampire. You decide um, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, without further ado, yeah. this story is called Full Moon Rising. So who's taking their pants off? See, that's what we're going with. Yep. Jared gets it. <laughs> I assumed as well. <laughs> Eddie looked at what was his with pride. It wasn't much, but it was a yoga studio. He couldn't exactly settle on a name, so it just uh, we had a, had a blank skip. spot. Oh, we I did? didn't see that coming. Oh, I thought you meant like we we, we had no. a technical error. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You've jumped yeah. ahead. I thought we were going to go straight from the train. I guess. All right. <laughs> no, the joke. The joke last time about me having Eddie splat on the ground and die in like one scene. Like that was a joke. <laughs> I mean, that could have been the end. That would have been. I don't know if that would have been funny or made for good radio. <laughs> well, I'm so happy. I mean, for him. Theory, he did it. in an like alternate universe, five minute die. podcast. <laughs> Five minute podcast where he just dies immediately and then we wrap it. That would be pretty funny, I think. But maybe not this early on. <laughs> Someday we'll save maybe. That in the tank later. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, very much the kind of yes ending that I like. It'd be even better if it was part two. <laughs> I know that we said we were writing stories that um it goes one, two, and three and then done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I know we also talked about, you know, in the future, if we wanted to, we could maybe pick a story back up and write another set of three. So I ended yeah. this story, but I did leave um, some fun things that yeah. could uh, turn into, you know, either the audience can, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy being like, oh, yeah, there's there's a full world out there and there's things that. He yeah, can no. Do. And if someone with one of us wants to jump back into someone else's story later on, like use it as use this as a or use one as a part one of their own. Yeah. That's fine. Like I don't I see any issue fun. with that. I, I really like yeah. the crossover stuff, so that's just like, more crossover. down the road. Yeah. Yeah. It could all be in one great big universe together too. That could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, or something I mean, squad. This one, yeah. I, I try to end it. I tried to end it with a feeling of finality, but also with a feeling of like, um, you know, there's a greater world out there that you know goes on mm-hmm. without the, you know, 
without the characters in the audience looking at I it. Think, that way, I, that I, like, I meant you to have a bit like... of that too. What with the the pillars yeah. of Morb Goth and all, there's a there's a vampire lore out there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You can. All right. You can pick up. Where did I leave off? Ah. Eddie looked at what was his with pride. It wasn't much, but it was a yoga studio. He couldn't exactly settle on a name, so it just had a blank spot where the sign would go, and a black chalkboard out front that read, Hot Yoga. The storefront was in the old Toronto neighborhood. When Eddie had jumped off the train to get away from Anne, it'd been out of spite and anger. As a vampire, he had a hard time controlling his anger. It seemed odd to him that vampires had to live life on a knife's edge. But... At least he could go out in the sun so long as he wore sunglasses. Turns out, Eddie had jumped off the train pretty much within Toronto city limits. He had gone to Union Station, but hadn't seen Anne again. It had been months since then. Eddie went in and did a bit of work to tidy up the place before his classes would start. The place was painted in all black and had red drapes. He had decided to lean really hard into the vampire shtick. The yoga room floor was rough stone with tile. The yoga room floor was rough stone tile with a dusty old red runner rug across the width of the room. There were mirrors along one wall that Eddie stood in front of. He sighed. I don't know what I was expecting. He said, not casting a reflection in the mirror. He heard the door chime go off and turned to greet his class for the day. Hello, Mrs. Collins. Nice to see you again. And I see you brought... Wow. I brought my friends from the assisted living center. They're all aficionados of yoga, if you know what I mean. The old woman waggled her eyebrows at Eddie and introduced him one by one to the gaggle gaggle of giggling old ladies as Eddie took down names and signed them up for their first session. Half price, of course. Oh, God. You're reminding me way too much of work back in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Eddie was grateful for the large class today. Maybe he could even start paying his overdue rent. Eddie went through the rules, cranked up the heat, and got naked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Class was uneventful. Eddie just did what he would have done ages ago in the privacy of his home. It took a bit of getting used to, having to look at other naked people. But the longer he did it, the less he stopped staring at knee-length nutsacks and tube sock tits (laughs) and the more he seriously focused on assisting his pupils form. Despite the intense heat, not a drop of sweat touched Eddie's skin. A fact of life, that was. Vampires don't sweat. And neither did old folks, as it turned out. (laughs) He wrapped up class, and all the students started to trickle out into the street. Thanks again for today, Mrs. Collins. I can't tell you how much this all means to me. Imagine my surprise when I found you on the streets all hungry and shriveled. I never could have guessed I'd find a nudist yogi. You did a good job today, she said, winking at him. I dare say these girls will be back next week for sure. I hope so. Not many of the people from opening night ever came back. (laughs) (laughs) Most wouldn't. Opening nights for yoga places are usually full of sweaty men. And girls like me. Half of them are there to ogle the other, Eddie said, sighing. And the other half have no one to ogle. As Eddie was showing her the door, a light blasted him in the face. Eddie patted his tracksuit frantically for his shades and put them on. Mr. Vampire, a moment of your time. This always happened after the sun went down. 
Ever since opening his shop and advertising it as Yoga with a Vampire, he'd gotten relentlessly accosted on the streets. Eddie tried to push his way through the throng of people, making way for Mrs. Collins until she was free of the crowd. Are you aware that every tweet you've posted has gotten ratioed? What is your response to that? Is that really news? Don't you people have a car crash to go gawk at or something? He said. Through the power of yoga, he was fully relaxed. Nothing could <laughs> People are calling you a fake, fraud, and edgelord pervert incel. Would you like to comment? Eddie saw red. I am not an incel! He shouted. He felt his hackles getting up, and it took everything in him to pull his rage down and not disembowel the impudent cattle. No, don't think like that, Eddie. Remember that these are people, too. The word cattle just seemed to find its way into his brain and always came up when he thought of people. Instead of dealing with this problem, he turned and ran. The anchors and their crews tried their best, but they couldn't keep up with his inhuman speed. He ducked into an alleyway to catch his breath. Footfalls told him he wasn't alone. There were four shadowy figures that had stepped into the alley after him. Shit, the other end of the alley was a dead end. If you're dissatisfied with your class, you should know that I don't give refunds. Services have been rendered, he said, and tried to push past them. The men were dummy thick and didn't budge. You that vampire from the Yellow Pages? You should have known we'd come for you. After what you did in New York. <laughs> the men... Dressed in ensembles approximating what the Matrix could have looked like on a $20 budget, with different colored morph suits under their coats, as one pulled wooden stakes and hammers from their sweat-lined trench coats. That female isn't here to protect you now. One of the men hissed and leapt at Eddie. A word flashed in Eddie's mind. Incels. He let the beast out. Moments <laughs> later, Eddie was snapping the neck of a man holding a desiccated corpse between his teeth with two bloody pulp me pulpy messes behind him. Ugh. <laughs> and he dropped them both and stared at his hands, covered in blood. He was drenched, slick head to toe with it. Damn it, no! Not again! He said. He had to get these clothes off. He reeled out of his wet clothes and looked around for anything to throw on. One of the men had a cape that was untouched and he put it on. <laughs> he covered it. He needed to cover his face. He couldn't be connected back to this, not after all the hard work he'd done to finally get back on his feet. He grabbed the head of the man at his feet, the one with the white morph suit, and pulled hard. The head came off, tearing the face covering from the rest of the suit. He shook the head out of the mask and put it on over his own. <laughs> A squawking radio brought his attention to another figure entering the alley. A phone started ringing from somewhere in the incel's pocket. Eddie fumbled for it and tried to turn it off, but in his panic he couldn't. You there! Stop! A police officer said running into the alley, gun drawn, bearing down on Eddie. Eddie leapt with great force and kicked off of a wall and bounded again, clearing the shadow of the building and alighting on the roof. A, a man fleeing the scene. At least four bodies. He's fully nude in a mask. That's right. Cakes out. Full moon. <laughs> he heard the cop say into his radio. <laughs> that was all right. Running... Oh, is that all right? Yeah, no, that's perfect. I I'm loving the sugar water, the you sugar water even... voice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, men in black. All right. Running over rooftops, Eddie fled into the night. Sometime later, he found a water tower to hide under as the blades of a helicopter chopped through the night air. 
search searchlights scouring the city for him. The phone in his hands buzzed with notifications. Eddie fiddled with it and opened the phone. Of course an incel wouldn't have a screen lock. There were 200 Discord notifications and counting Jesus. as the phone buzzed with each new update. <laughs> he opened Discord and found the dead man's account. Hurricane1 was his username. The man was a member of a half dozen porn servers and one server called The Black Pill. <laughs> it had thousands of members and its general chat was a buzz of activity. Everyone was asking after the status of something called Team Hurricane. Someone sent Hurricane1 a DM and he opened it. Meet me at Aloysius at midnight, said someone called Van Selsing. Roger that, Eddie wrote back. Oh god, that's awesome. What? Van Selsing. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Google Maps wrote, uh, wrote, no. Google Maps told Eddie that the nightclub was only a few blocks away, and he knew that if there were more incels in the city, he wouldn't ever be safe. Like, like a superhero? Well, I'm not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> Time to take out the trash. He roof-hopped to the nightclub, thankful for his inhuman strength, letting him clear streets in a single bound, cape fluttering in the cool night breeze. The club had a roof-access door that Eddie tore from its hinges. He skulked into the nightclub, hiding in the shadows and staying low. The roof-access opened into a catwalk that ran across the width of the club, lined with show lights and lasers pointing down towards the dance floor. It was full of people bumping and grinding to the music. There was a second-floor loft with a fenced-off VIP area he could see and made his way along the catwalk to get a closer look. Several men sat in chairs and sofas chatting. There were no women with them. Bingo. Incels. <laughs> Getting closer, he could overhear their conversation. It's a shame how females these days don't appreciate chivalry. <laughs> Women don't want a nice guy. Yeah, it doesn't matter how nice you are. Give it up, Gary. Just go your own way, like me. I've never been happier. <laughs> You've learned much of internet culture, Adam. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, Too yes. much. I don't think when I met you, you knew anything <laughs> about men going their own way, or nothing. cells or the black pill. This is, all... <laughs> this is all thanks to to Oni to Oni NG and all yeah. of his fucking friends and <laughs> smiling friends as well. Thank you, smiling that's friends. Biggest, Sponsor our that's podcast. The biggest black pill of all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, You're a sub eight male. I should have put that in here too. Oh wow! Damn it! Missed opportunity. <laughs> Eddie jumped down soundlessly and approached the group. Maybe women don't appreciate it, because that kind of behavior is transactional. I mean, how is someone supposed to feel when you're doing nice things purely for your own benefit? You can't buy sex, man. Well, you can, but not like that. You need actual money. He said, <laughs> revealing himself from the shadows. The phone Eddie was holding started ringing and the large man sitting on the sofa stood up, holding his phone. He had a black cowboy hat on, with a black wife beater under a black trench coat. He had a bandolier of wooden stakes <laughs> at his waist. <laughs> Looks like we found where Team Hurricane went, boys. Eddie looked from the man's phone to his own, eyes going wide. Shit! A setup! 
incels aren't supposed to be that smart. Says the asshole, giving us the full moon, wearing nothing but a mask and shoes. We're team brain cell, and you're not leaving this club alive. The man said, and started barking out commands. As if rehearsed, the other incels came at Eddie with coordinated attacks. This was nothing like before. The other incels he had dealt with had been messy and got in each other's way. These men took turns stepping in and out of the action, hammers coming down at him relentlessly. It was all he could do to try to bat them away and evade. Eddie made for the like stairs leading down scene. to the dance floor. Hmm? Yeah. Like a movie fight scene. They come at him one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie made for the stairs leading down to the dance floor. The lights from the catwalk trained on him, and the whole club looked up. The music had stopped and no one was dancing. Eddie could see now that many of them were wearing trench coats, and what he had thought were women were now taking off wigs and taking out stakes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> A pair of sweaty hands grabbed Eddie's shoulders from behind, and Eddie raged. He turned, grabbing the man by both arms and pulled outward, ripping the arms free from his body. With the two arms, he was now armed. <laughs> I'll probably cut that out. With two arms. Know, that was funny. I liked it. <laughs> now armed. He beat down the men. <laughs> That's the one. There you go. Yep, yeah, yep. That's good. Now armed, he beat off the men on the loft with ease. A great big man kicked Eddie in the stomach and sent him to the floor. <laughs> there it is. And, yeah. And sent, yep. and sent him to the floor. Eddie coughed, spitting up some of the blood he drank earlier. Who are you? He managed to cough out. The man laughed. I'm Van Selsing, and I've killed dozens of your kind. At first, I couldn't believe you were a vampire, with how big of a pervert you are. But I can see now that even vampires can be perverts. I am not a pervert. I just like yoga, and it's easier to do naked. Van Selsing <laughs> came for Eddie, and he scrambled to his feet. This guy was strong. Maybe this was a mistake. Eddie danced in and out of the man's range, trying to land a blow. But his big arms were faster than Eddie had expected. The man lifted Eddie by the throat, but Eddie was slippery with blood and slid right out of the man's grip. Ed went for the throat. He felt his teeth come down on soft flesh and his mouth fill with wonderful, warm blood. Van Selsing looked shocked and tried fruitlessly to pull Eddie off of him. They both went to the ground as the man collapsed, losing his strength. The man pulled something out of his pocket, and a flash of light filled Eddie's vision, and his ears rang. His world was pain, and then he blacked out. Eddie came to, in a dark space. Lucky thing that his vampire vision let him see in the dark. Ooh. He was surrounded by rubble. The bastard must have brought the building down. Eddie was trapped. The collapsed building had fallen around him, and the roof of the building was offering no way out, save for a hole in the roof, lighting the space he was in with the light of the full moon. Eddie remembered the vampire lord, the fancy prick with his magic trick of turning into a bat. Eddie strained and thought hard about bats. He pushed so hard that he thought he might either stroke out or shit himself, but he kept going. <laughs> His head hurt with the pressure, and then something went pop. He felt the wind under him, and he was a bat. Not a cool swarm of bats like that asshole, but one big fat bat with an oversized head that still had the mask on. <laughs> he felt an instant joy at the sensation of the transformation and then terror as he began to fall he struggled to stay in the air his big head making it difficult to keep upright he managed with great effort to flutter up out of the wreckage and through the hole into the night and he flew all the way back to his yoga studio and in through an open window 
It was easier going back to being a human. He thought about having arms and legs, and pushed the blood coursing through him out into his extremities. It grew and reshaped to become hands and feet. That's disgusting. Anne! He said, whirling around in surprise. She was sitting behind his desk, going through his things. She picked up the phone book and threw it at him, furious. What the fuck were you thinking? She screamed. You're right at the back of the phone book, where anyone can find you. Yoga with a vampire. The council is going to kill you. Eddie caught the book. They can try. He said, taking off the city morph suit hood and flashed her a smile. Put some fucking pants on. End scene. End story. End. (laughs) (laughs) That was even better. Uh, That was even better than uh, uh, the whole, what, the 2000s and the 2010s were all about vampires versus werewolves. This yeah. is the next logical Vampires evolution. versus incels. Yeah. There you go. It yeah. makes so much more sense, too. Natural. Natural <laughs> enemies. Diametrically opposed. Yeah. There can only be one. Yep. And the irony of almost completely writing Anne out of the last chapter of the story. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so, ostensibly, I mean, he jumped off a moving okay. train, right? I mean, yeah. how, and he didn't have a phone; he didn't have her number, right? Okay. Like, I mean, what's he gonna do? Oh. How's he gonna find her? <laughs> so he's defeated the incel yes. menace, and that's like the end of it. Well, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say he's defeated the incel menace, but he has certainly defeated uh, the brain cells <laughs> and a chapter of the menace. <laughs> okay, remember there were thousands of yeah. incels in that Discord chat. You're right. I don't know how many were in the club. I don't know how many survived the, like, grenade that Van Selsing. Which still awesome. Nah, game. man. How many of them survived he the, the building, building with bombs? The whole... What? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you decide to turn him into a superhero, you have a name to go with. I, I tried to drop that hint several times in He's got the a story. Suits. <laughs> no, no, no. A morph. You know what morph suits are, right? They're the kind of disgusting-looking yeah. body-tight suits that like yeah. show every crevice of your body. So um, he's got he's yeah, got the yeah. hood of that on, so you can't see his face. He's got a cape, right? Just shoes, fully nude. And his uh-huh. name is <laughs> the Moon Knight. The Full Moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Full Moon could, okay. could be the Moon Knight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the legally distinct Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spelled with okay. an N instead of a instead of a K N. Yeah. 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 uh hey and you know what i think this was a great achievement in uh in basically tall tales (laughs) history because by forcing a couple of us to play more than one character within the show i think you forced us to actually create a couple of voices for characters rather than just do ourselves but like with emotion yeah 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 that that, i mean that's 
I, I wanted yeah. a bigger cast because it's the finale and there's a bigger cast. I remember when Jared yeah. did the final episode for the um, Rupus, Rupus, Lupus mm-hmm. Conway. Um, yeah. Lupus Conway. Yeah. Uh, for that story, um, your and my entries only had at most maybe two or three extra people besides, <laughs> uh, right, right. besides Rufus. But yeah. then the final one, there was like a whole cast of characters that Jared created. And so, um, yeah, it, it does feel right to have more at the finale. I think that makes more yeah. more sense for writing too. It's hard to, I mean, in the the length that we write these things, it's hard to have like twenty characters in like a twenty yeah, minute twenty story. distinct characters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but there they can be more speaking parts. I tried to narrate the parts that were not interesting, and I really wanted the dialogue to be in the interesting parts. Right? That's how nice. you make a story. Yeah, um, so good. you know the. The parts where he said, like, at first I had, like, a whole hello and goodbye part for him and Mrs. Collins, but I was like, no one gives a shit. She just comes in, and then, like, when she leaves, like, we know we know they said goodbye. <laughs> like, I don't need to write that. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that was awesome. The pacing was, was on point in this one. I appreciate. Very well I always done. seem to have little, little grammar fuck-ups. Yeah. And like I did put this into yeah. word, and I uh, and I went through with a fine tooth comb, <laughs> and I still missed some of them. It it happens. Yeah. yeah but dear readers, dear listeners, that just goes to show that the best way you can edit your story, if you don't have anyone to, if you don't have an editing group with you, like a group of friends, you can just sit there and read your shit out loud, and it is easier to catch fuck ups that way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's better if you do it naked. No, it's uh. It was fun to see a story I started finished. It was. I liked where the the characters ended up going. It wasn't at all what I thought the story would become, and but it was fun. <laughs> did you <laughs> think that? Um, I don't know. Did, did you think that incels would play I... such an important role? <laughs> I mostly write throwaway jokes, yeah. so I didn't expect anyone to pick up on the idea that <laughs> incels were vampire hunters, <laughs> like as the through through line of the arc. But it makes sense too. It yeah, it was the most eventful moment in my story. Yeah, it was. The, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he ended up in Toronto still, like other oh, than that's where the train, the train ride to meet the vampires. Yeah, well, that but was just a whim of mine, you know. They, I wanted, yeah. I wanted a vampire fight on a train, and yeah. I was like, "Where do trains go?" I spent so long <laughs> Canada figuring out where trains go, and like getting the getting the map of the to make sure that I knew exactly mm-hmm. where they were going to be when things happened. And then it turned out to not be important because apparently uh, he did yoga long enough that they made it all the way to Toronto, I guess. <laughs> the incels? No, no, it, the the train scene. No, no, on, on the train, oh, yeah. he made it all the yeah. way to Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he, he did yoga long enough? quite a long time, yeah. Yeah. It's what he likes. Yeah. If there's one thing I know about Eddie is he likes being naked. Yep. He's a little socially awkward. Yeah. And um, now he can't control his anger. <laughs> that's that's what I got when too. it comes to incels, at least. <laughs> when it comes to incels, in every other regard of his life, he is. <laughs> that makes him. Every other aspect, he is. 
Yeah. He's got a little bit of trauma from being called a pervert by the fancy dick. But besides yeah. that, <laughs> that came through. Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. tried to touch on yeah. all the all the little all the little points that had been mentioned in the other stories. I wanted it to feel like <laughs> um you know, I didn't want it to be like a Star Wars Star Wars episode 9 where they where it's just like this, this could have been a movie like you, there could have been anything before this. What the fuck? Um <laughs> like yeah. none of the stuff that had been mentioned in the other movies yeah. ever got touched on later. So in this one I was like, no. no I am not no. I'm not a hack writer like that one man. It's a, um, not a hack, J.J. Abrams, like whoever got paid to do Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there is one thing that I feel like was the weakest in my story was um, dialogue, and I want to know if you guys felt the same uh... about my story. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, you. It's tough when your characters, like most, you added so many characters, and most of them were kind of like. They were just supposed to be one note jokes, yeah. which is fine. That's what I do all the time. But it's fleshing out dialogue of a character whose existence is to be an incel yeah. for a line or two is tough. That yeah, yeah. that I think makes a lot of sense. I <clears throat> I would agree. That... But as far as Eddie, yeah. Eddie was good. Uh, you had Eddie well written. Like his his voice came through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the point. A lot of the other characters were functional. They had to, yeah, they had to menace. They had to say, "Go here, go mm-hmm. this way, do that," and so they didn't. They had to menace and yeah. be terrible people. They didn't, and they succeeded yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't say anything particularly interesting. They just, they just acted as tools for the story to progress. Yeah, but the it's easy when they that, are tools. And they are. They are all tools. <laughs> they are tools. <laughs> but yeah, all the characters that needed development, like the characters with names, you know, they all work. Yeah. Right? Uh, I yeah. love Van Selsing. I love Miss Ms. Collins. Mm-hmm. She was great. She was. She felt, I feel yeah. like you've dealt with a lot of old ladies. Uh, <laughs> that is how they you, talk. You got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean... Look, my job is nothing but old ladies and ch- and children, <laughs> and pretending to flirt with them. Not the kids. Not the kids. The old lady. No, the old, the old lady. Yes. <laughs> no. Speaking of perverts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. I hope that you guys had as much fun as I did uh, reading it as I had yeah. writing it. I did too. Yeah. Yep. Then I'm excited to see where the That's rest good. of the other stories go. I think we'll have to come back to. Um, the 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 full moon at some point and see if he does in mm-hmm. fact become a superhero yeah that could be a lot of fun yeah yeah no it's nice that it's got a setup where we can continue it later on if we want or yeah leave it there it was pretty well wrapped as far as that goes like a well, I want to know if he's able to get back but, to doing yeah. yoga, or if he has to find a new place, or if he eventually has to go deal with the vampire council and all yeah. that stuff. So I'd be interested to find out. But we, we've we got other things that we're working on at the moment, so it'll be a little bit, mm. I, I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be like a year. Could be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the way I wrote the story is I sat down and I took Jared's thing and I wrote Old World, right? And then I took Todd's story and I wrote New World, right? Because that's usually how a three-act story structure goes. There's the Old World, New World. Third story is the synthesis. You come home with the elixir. So, uh-huh. 
you know, mm. in the old world, he was kind of, you know, shy and not, not so shy, but more, uh, a little bit passive. And yeah. then in the, in the new yeah. world, he had like that temper on him. And so in the synthesis, I wanted him to be more yeah. in control of himself, like somewhere between yeah. where he was before and where he ended up. Now he's a full-blown uh, serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm vigilante. But they're just incels. It's not that important. Like, incels aren't people. <laughs> not I mean, really. He, this is so different from, you know, the good vampires of, of Anne Rice or any other vampire lore where they're like, I only drink <laughs> pigeon blood. No, this guy's like, he yeah. drank the blood of incels. <laughs> he killed them and drank their blood. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He he's morbid out. Yeah, and I wanted it to <laughs> yeah. be. I wanted the vampire I, to have like a thing to it, like you know, like yes. Well, when what I was thinking with the the whole incel thing when I started it was like you always hear in vampire stories about virgin blood. I was hoping for a joke about that to come up somewhere, but it never did. Oh, That's the only oh, thing I'm disappointed in with both oh, of these stories. No. no, oh, I fucked up. I'm a hack. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up writing. I should have, I should have I, had him realize the power yeah. of virgin blood, and that gave him the magic to do the bat thing. I yeah, should have had him do the go. bat dance. That would have worked. <laughs> I should have had him reference Prince's bat dance and had him like do the bat dance in the in the in the rubble. That would have been oh. yeah. <sighs> yeah. I I loved the the physicality of turning into a bat though. That was that was well written. Oh yeah, like yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it's Definitely. it's blood magic. Yeah. <laughs> you have to drink a bunch of blood and then you use it up to do the magic. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, that's when the well, way we, we know now. So I hope I hope everyone <laughs> listening is is. Not just listening to the story only, because you're missing details that are coming out as we're talking. Yeah, yeah. obvious details that we're definitely not making them up on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> For this story, I I threw together a bunch of shit. Right, I I started off with Harry Dresden. Uh, as inspiration for like, all right, uh, instead of, instead of like doing the whole hidden world, like I'm a vampire, no one knows thing and be like, all right, no, he's a vampire. He's in the yellow pages. Everyone knows he's a vampire, right? It's not exciting anymore, or at least for some people it might be still. And you know, that's how his enemies find him. I assume they don't actually believe that he's a vampire. Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, falling back on the Dresden Files thing. And then I had the Spider-Man bit where now he's like, instead of a web slinger, he's a he's a dick slinger. Um, what? Because he's naked. <laughs> uh-huh. He's running around with his dick slinging around. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Sticking it to and, walls. Yeah, yeah, jumping off of walls, <laughs> wearing that mask. Uh, Shooting ropes everywhere. <laughs> Please oh, don't boy. ever write a story with Eddie shooting rope. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can say that on camera. Spider Man gagged a bank robber. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, everyone's already thought of that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I say it like that, but everyone. The very first person who read a Spider Man comic was like, that's kind of hot. That's. That's why, that's, like, 90% of his That's ejaculate. Yeah. <laughs> his goddamn fucking comic yep. book covers are just him, like, like spread eagle. 
No, Mom, this came from my wrist. Yeah, spraying his web from his wrist that's positioned right in front of his groin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a thousand percent of his fucking comic book covers is <laughs> him squatting with his dick out. Not out, but like, yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah. thanks everybody for listening to this story. <laughs> Speaking um, of teenagers in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys have an interest in spandex, because uh, that's what we talked about today. Um, yeah. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate us on um, Apple Podcasts. iTunes. 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 Find yeah. us on um, find no, us uh, on our yeah, other social no. medias. And yeah. join the Discord if you want to have a chat with us and uh, tell us what you thought of the story. Uh, nice things only, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think my heart can take any negative news. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're mean to Adam, we'll just ban you. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero tolerance. That's a lot of work. Thanks, everybody. Um, yep. Thanks Have for stopping an by. Interesting day. <laughs> or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs>